Big Sis Podcast. We love Big Sis. Yes, and welcome to the Big Sis Pod. If you've actually never listened to it before, I hope you really enjoy the topics that we're going to be discussing. I am your host, Karen Mason, and I am a ex-radio chick. So I used to have my own full-time breakfast radio show, but I kind of got a bit sick of talking about Kim Kardashian, to be honest. So we're going to be talking about relationships, career, and self-worth, and we are keeping it real because we're living in a world that's obsessed with unrealistic expectations. Now, let's get this podcast started. We're going to be chatting about reality TV. Is it really reality? And what really goes on behind the scenes? Because I'm finding that a lot of people that are going on to reality TV, they're doing it for the wrong reason. So, you know, it's just for the 15 minutes of fame. There is this high, but there's also a low and a lot of people get lost. They're like, what's happening with my life now that no one's paying me any attention? So I'm going to be introducing you today to a chick. She's a really dear friend of mine. She's full of life. She has always been really positive and she has actually been on reality TV for the right reason. So please welcome Penny Palman from the Australian Bachelor Series 1. How are you, Pen? I'm good. How are you? Good, sweetheart. I really love always connecting with you. We always seem to cross paths. So thanks for your time, darling. Anytime. Now, anyone that doesn't know our background, we've been dancing together in the Melbourne scene for many years and we used to perform on stage together. But yeah, it was really quite strange to see you when you were on the TV set for The Bachelor. Do you reckon that they portrayed you well or do you think that a lot of TV reality stars that have come off, they sort of say, oh, no, they've edited me incorrectly? What did you think for your time on TV? No, I definitely think that they represented me. That's me. What you saw is, you know, what happened and the words came out of my mouth and anybody that says that they were, you know, manipulated or represented incorrectly, you did say those things. They can't edit your mouth to move and say those words differently. Like, it happened. So I think everybody that does it needs to take ownership of, you know, who they are and what they say. You know when the cameras are on you. So if you are going to do something like this, be prepared to be who you are. And if it unveils some ugly truths about yourself, then maybe you need to look at yourself in the mirror because I said what I said. I'm pretty happy with what I said. I hope I came across okay. I think I did. What do you think? You did. I thought you did. And um, But, I mean, that's the problem when you're putting yourself out into the public eye. You know, there's going to be pros and cons to it. And so did you get much um, backlash? I remember them sort of pinning the whole, oh, you're a bit of a crazy cat woman on you. How did you feel about that? They did. Look, you know what? I owned it and I think that's the best way to be. I mean, you're very aware of what you're saying and what you're doing on these sort of things. And I knew by mentioning my cat Pepper that, you know, it would probably result in that and they'd they'd grab onto that kind of story and and run with it. So, you know what? I owned it. I was a crazy cat lady, you know, and I loved her. So, (laughs) so yeah, no, I look, I owned it. But you are aware of it. You are very much aware of when you're being filmed. And if you go into these sort of things with a, a positive mindset, and like you said at the start, if you go there for the right reasons, I would find it very surprising if anybody said that they were represented wrong or they didn't come across the way they really were. Because if you are your true self, then that's what the camera's going to capture. 
Yeah, and I think it's also important to, as you said, take ownership because I've actually got another friend that was on MKR. Her and her sister were on quite a few series ago and the producers were actually saying to her, oh, say this, say that, and she took full ownership and said, no, I'm sorry, that is not my personality. My friends and family are actually going to know that's not me, so I just refuse to do it. So it's not like they're forcing a gun to your head or anything like that. And that's exactly my point. Like, you say the words at the end of the day. Look, and, and look, what happens to your friend in MKR is absolutely what can happen in these scenarios. I've never experienced anybody sort of telling me to say things, but they will ask you questions and they'll say, what did you think about this and what did you think about that? And if you sort of say, look, I didn't, didn't bother me, really, are you sure, you know, blah, 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 and they may, you know, apply a little pressure. And you've got to remember you are in an isolated scenario. You don't have contact with your friends and family. You kind of lose yourself if you allow it to happen. You can lose your, your sense of self and you can sort of get led down different pathways. And, I mean, I that happened in our series. There was um, a girl named Danny, a beautiful girl, and she is the loveliest girl, but she was portrayed as the villain on our, on our series. She definitely wasn't a villain at all. She had a really sarcastic tone, and she had sort of that resting bitch face, whatever they call it. <laughs> <laughs> and they made it into a bitchy face. Absolutely. And I actually said to her, because they'd say to her, oh, we didn't capture that. Can you say that again, Danny? And so she'd say it again, and it was like, oh, hang on, that's... She said it fine. There was nothing wrong with it. And when she said it again, she'd sort of say it like, oh, fine. And she'd say it with a huff because she wasn't happy about having to say the same thing again. And of course, they're going to use that cut. Whereas if they said that to me, I'd go, no, no, I said it, done, next. You know, like I sort of didn't get led. Oh, I wouldn't let them do that to me, so. Yeah. And look, and to be honest with you, I have had another person that I interviewed and became friends with in Geelong when I had my brekkie radio show. And he said that they would film certain things and it's a Channel 9 show, I won't say which one, but um, they actually took the footage and then put it into a different day. So then he did look foolish because he was supposed to be shopping for something else. And then they, you know, so I do get it. Um, but there's the risks of going on to reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me, hun. I, um, they spoke to me about, I actually got really sick two or three days in. Um, we filmed outside uh, quite a lot and it was freezing cold when we did our feet series. And I, was, I got, actually got really sick. So I was losing my voice, so I was feeling a bit miserable and they took me down into this interview room and they started talking to me about my ex-husband and my divorce and, you know, what it's like to not have love and blah, 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 blah. And I got super emotional. I started crying and at one point I just went, oh, it just really sucks. And they used that caption, that little... <laughs> of course they did, when Tim didn't, you know, pick you for a date. Exactly. And I wasn't actually talking about that. I was talking about something completely different. <laughs> I did say that, and you know what? Whatever. Like, it did suck that I didn't get asked out for a date. So I'm not going to cry about it. <laughs> and I must admit, I have picked people for, I have worked on reality TV shows as a producer, so I do know all the tricks. But yeah, I think it's just being aware of it if people are actually thinking about going on to a reality show, just to be cautious. Now, let's talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff that no one would really know, because this is what I love about you, Pen, is that you're just so open and honest and, you know, you don't hold anything back and you were very popular within the media, like, you know, when they do the rounds at the end of the season, you were one of the popular girls to be speaking to the masses. So tell us some of the inside goss for your season. Like, so obviously you are living in a mansion with girls and so I remember you saying something about cooking dinner together. Can you run us through that? Hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that you're living in this mansion and everybody knows 
over it now that it's saved the girls in bunk beds and whatnot, which is obviously to be expected because how are you going to fit 25 people in a four-bedroom house? Of course, you're going to go in bunk beds. Yeah, and you were the first season, as I mentioned. So you didn't actually have a clue what you were doing. No, we didn't. So we got in there and, um, yeah, like we would all, you know, cook dinner together. We were kind of like a little family. And those girls were all lovely. There was not one girl in the group that I would say, look, I, I wouldn't speak to her again. They're all beautiful girls. And we're there cooking dinner together and, you know, we'd all sit by the pool and we formed really great friendships. But then you're dating the same guy. So yeah, it's weird. Put yourself in that situation of, so you and I both went on a date with some guy and we both went back home and, and hung out. We'd be like, oh, how did, what happened? Oh, this is really weird. And, oh, she kissed him. Oh, no, I didn't, you know, like it's such a strange dynamic. And only the people that have experienced it know what I'm talking about. But you need to be prepared for that because the girls who were potentially a little more immature or a little less self-confident, they get affected by that. And the jealousy comes into it and the talking behind people's backs can come into play. But if you're aware of it and you know that that's to be expected and you, you take everything, you know, with a grain of salt as well, I think you set yourself up to have a really great experience, which I did. I had a fabulous experience. Um, one of the things that did happen is we'd all go off and do interviews. Like, that's pretty much what you did all day. You do those little, you know, those little cutaways that mm. you see with the girls sitting in this lovely room or whatnot. There's a couple of different scenes like that set in the house and we'd go and do these interviews. If I ever spoke about anybody, I'd come straight back out of that room and I'd go straight up to them and say, I said this about you in that interview. So that I was very honest from the start. I mean, very clever. <laughs> I didn't have anything horrible to say about people anyway, but if I had an opinion on something and I gave it, I'd go up to them at the end of them and say, just so you know, I just said that I thought it was bullshit that you got picked for the date because I reckon I deserve it. You've already had a date, you know, and I'm sick of it. Just so you know, that's what I said. Yeah, 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 good idea. And But they were scrutinised as well, so they would have got it. When you're doing the rounds with all the promo media, uh, the circuit, you're all like sort of, you know, hanging out and looking like you're all friends. Have you remained friends with any of the girls? I don't see them all as much these days because it's been a few years. But, yeah, definitely we're all still friends on Facebook. We're all, on, you know, friends on Instagram and all our social media stuff. And a couple of the girls have got married and um, had babies and you obviously, you know, you post your congratulations and whatnot. The girls up in Sydney are super close. They tend to connect um, a lot more. But, I mean, I'm still very much connected via social media with them all and if we all wanted to catch up for a coffee we'd all get together and we'd have a great time because it's sort of something that nobody else understands what it was like unless you actually experience it which is a lovely lovely bond yeah a nice connection okay so that was all very glamorous and it was exciting because you know that you had a lot of media attention on you now let's flip the coin back to reality so things have started to slow down the next season's come out and you know you're not getting as many media interviews let's talk about the come down from being on tv because i was actually out with you when you guys were the hot topic and you were getting so much attention so how did you go from all that attention to oh no one's really looking even in my direction how did that make you feel to be honest i didn't do it for that reason like i didn't go on the show to be in the public eye i genuinely wanted to find love yeah and i know that you did that and um some girls obviously are doing it for the limelight but i do know that for a fact that you've been looking for love but there still was that attachment wasn't there to getting the attention it was very strange for me to get the attention i guess i didn't really think about that side of it very much when i did it i was just more excited about meeting someone and and the ride the actual ride being in the show so when the show finished i was still filming and i came out and everybody knew me yeah, of course. It was very weird because I people would tweet. I just saw Penny at Target um, not looking very glamorous. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. 
quickly grab something. Oh, was that right? I was got invited to the Melbourne Castle or something, and I'd never been invited to fancy things like that before. Mm. And so I quickly went to Target to buy like a fascinator or a flower for my hair. I raced in sort of after the gym, and I was not looking my best. I didn't definitely didn't look like I was on the telly. And <laughs> I bloody tweeted, I just saw her. She looks not glam. I was like, oh my God, oh, embarrassing. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? And that's what you have to be ready for, though, because, you know, that's part of the game. Now, so reminiscing back to, you know, what happened and all that attention, do you think that you regret anything or you'd do it all again? Yeah, look, I would. I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. Um, I would definitely go back on to find love because I actually believe in the show. Like, I truly believe that it works. And you can see that but from the people that have gone on, they're genuinely wanting a relationship. Tim and Anna. Um, yeah, they're still going strong. Sort of, yeah, they're engaged now. They've got a great relationship. Um, Snez just had a baby. You know, those guys are, are obviously, like there are such great success stories from the Bachelor franchise. And I truly believe that when they get it right, they really get it right. So why wouldn't you want that opportunity? And, and what a beautiful love story to grow old with somebody and go, we actually met on the show and you could show your kids the the footage and go, this is when I first met your dad. And I, I just, that whole idea is just lovely to me. And oh, You're such a romantic still. I can hear it in your voice. I know. I know. It's so cute. Hey, um, actually, can you let us all know, have you found love yet? What's happening with your love life? No, I haven't. I actually haven't found love yet. I've, um, between the show and now, I've had a few short-term relationships, but I wouldn't actually, I still call myself single from being on the show to now because I was sort of that short. But yeah, finally, when you come straight off the show, you get approached by heaps of people. I know. I saw it happening that night we were together. I was like, oh, geez, you need to fight them off with a stick pen. Right. But the problem is, is that they're the wrong kind of people. Like you sort of take them up on an offer and you go out for dinner or you go out for drinks. And all they're wanting to do is sort of get the attention. Is everybody looking at me? Oh, can we get a photo? Let's, you know, and it's like, oh, I actually want someone genuine. So I sort of pulled myself out of the dating scene for a while. And then I sort of dipped my toes back in and... Yeah, I haven't had much luck, so I'm quite happy with my life at the moment. If love comes along, great. You know, if, if Channel 10 wants to hook me up with The Bachelor the next season, I'll definitely take them on. I'll take it. <laughs> Around two, you reckon? So you could probably see why Sophie Monk went on to it because she's always getting that wrong attention, so she wanted that genuine person. And I can connect with that. Like, I know exactly what it is. People are either too afraid to come up to you. I mean, I'm six foot tall, remember? I'm six Yes, foot- you're beautiful. You know, thank you. But, you know, you and I, we used to dance together because we looked so similar. Tall, skinny, blonde girls. They thought we were sisters, remember? Right, I know. I know. They don't want a lot of that we're intimidating to the good guys. And the guys that do come up are those cocky guys that kind of aren't the ones that you want to meet. So, yeah, Yeah. so far, but I'm really happy. So, (laughs) And before you go, so with the, when you have dated those guys, like they weren't long-term, but they were probably for a few months, how did they feel about the fact that you'd been on The Bachelor? Did they think that it was legit and, you know, they were okay with it? Um, yeah, look, I actually didn't tell one of them for the first two or three dates. I hadn't brought it up. And then it somehow came up. I can't even remember how it came up. Um, and then he had to Google it and check it out. So he actually had no idea. And that was probably the one time that I managed to have a, a long, longer, well, it was a couple of months, as you said. But, you know, it was actually someone who was in a different state, so it didn't work out in the end. Um, and how funny is this? That guy ended up hitting on another girl from another season of The Bachelor, and he went and told her, oh, I was dating Penny, and I broke up with her because she was batshit crazy or whatever he said. <laughs> One of the girls from another series, because we're all friends, like we're everyone's connected, like kind of like a sisterhood, no matter what season you're in, you're always going to look out for the girl. Yeah. 
he messaged me and said, oh, did you date this guy? I think he's a bit sus. And I went, yeah, I did. And he said, oh, they said that you broke up with him because of this. And I'm like, no, that is not the case. That is not what <laughs> happened. Wrong. Yes, don't worry. We've all been on the receiving end of that when the guys have to cover up their bad behaviour with a, a lie or two. So mm-hmm. don't worry. I've experienced that too. So, oh, well, thank you so much again for your time. It was really lovely to reconnect with you. And as I said, you're always so honest and open. And I really wanted to just get the conversation started today because there are a lot of people looking at um, going on reality TV. But it's good to know that you actually are a success story that you enjoyed the process but to also just be aware that you know you have to be a bit careful about what you say and and how you might come across so yeah thank you again for your honesty babe and if anyone wants to still follow the lovely penny she's on instagram so you can find her under penny underscore marie and marie is spelt with m-a-r-e-e thanks for your time honey Next time on the Big Sis Pod, the amount of females in this country who starve or punish their bodies due to the pressures associated around body image are alarmingly high. And it really breaks my heart to see these kind of stats. So I'm going to be sharing with you a chat with an inspiring Perth woman who's transformed her life from loathing into love. I'll catch you then. We love Big Sis!